so I think our biggest concern is trying to raise someone um, in a two-physician household that is privileged but is not a brat, right? Uh, I think that that really is my biggest fear is how do you how do you give them everything you wished you had growing up but not devalue hard work and uh, and and still instill the same values you want instilled into them that you had. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, where I'm helping dads, like myself, embrace their parenting imperfections and rediscover what it means to be a dad in the 21st century. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. I'm a board-certified pediatrician, husband, and father. And this week, we're continuing our theme from last week, where we are going to meet with a expecting dad, so somebody who's never had a kid before and kind of get their take on what they're thinking about, what they're scared of, what their expectations are, and um, really just kind of see how our brains tick before we have our kid. And then we're going to meet it back up later on and see if the expectations were good or not good or fears were founded or not. We'll see. Um, but this week it, we are talking with Dr. Andrew Tizer. He is an emergency room physician out of New York. And um, I got to know Andrew actually because he does a, a podcast called the Talk to Me Doc podcast, which is actually a pretty popular podcast for early career physicians. So if you are an early career physician, that is a, a really good resource to utilize. Um, he's also a career strategist for doctors, and he'll talk about that a little bit during our interview. But also very interesting for him. He was uh, rated as one of the top 50 doctors to follow on Instagram by board vitals. I haven't gotten there yet. I guess my pictures of peas and things aren't as popular. <laughs> so congrats to him on that. So yeah, we're going to meet up with Andrew and talk about um, his expectations for him and his wife. They are a two physician household. So he does have some, you know, some thoughts on that. How do you raise a kid um, in a two physician household? But before we get started, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet, to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please leave a review. Again, those reviews really help put our podcast higher up on the list so that um, other dads and parents can find it and get help from that. And before I forget, I wanted to thank um, Kelly Bowman. Um, she left a five-star review for me, which I really appreciate. Um, and this is what her review read. It said, not only is Dr. Toffel a wonderful doctor, but I'm loving his podcast as well. It's always good to hear different perspectives and learn and grow as a parent. Thanks for doing these. And obviously, I know Kelly, outside of this, I have taken care of her kids before for full disclosure there. But I do. I appreciate her listening. Obviously, she's not a dad. She's a mom. But, you know, like I say, in a lot of these podcasts, even though it's geared towards dads, I think there's really a lot in these for every kind of parent out there. So, again, those reviews, I, they mean a lot to me personally, too. Um, I like to know that I'm helping people out there. So, again, subscribe, leave a review. And with that, we'll get to it. All right. I'm here with Andrew. Andrew, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I am good. So, the preparations, you're you're almost there, right? Home stretch. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. See, you, you're telling me off off air, kind of what, 35 and a half weeks. So we're, yep. we're getting real close. Yeah, no turning back now. That's for yep. sure. <laughs> no no <laughs> givesy backsies. <laughs> well, for those of the people out there who aren't familiar with you, why don't you give a brief history on, on who you are and what you do? Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. So uh, my name is Andrew Tisser. I'm an emergency physician practicing in uh, Western New York area. Um, I'm a host of my own podcast, Talk to Me Doc. That's uh, a show uh, geared towards the early career physician. Uh, we had a Jeremy on there as well, so check out that episode. Yeah. Uh, additionally, um, I'm a career strategist for physicians who are dissatisfied with their career and uh, looking for either their next move to 
to make a change or um, some rearranging with their work life right now. Um, so those are my major, major things that I do. You know, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I get it. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to sit still, but no, those are some, those are good things. Yeah, the podcast that you do is 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 really good. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I'll leave a I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. And um, if you're a physician out there, I know it's not easy, and um, sometimes those career choices don't always come easy to us too. So um, if you're you know, looking at that, Andrew's a good resource for that as well. But yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, man. So you guys are preparing first time parents. Yes. What are, where where is your head at right now? Other than uh, just the little uh, terror right? of it all, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Like, uh, you know, they say there's never a good time to have a kid, right? Uh, yep. And um, so you'd think, uh, well, I'll get through training. I'll get, I'll, I'll be in attending and then I'll be ready, you know, or uh, buy a house and then I'll be ready. But now you're, you know, staring at the few weeks away uh, baby coming. I, there's, ne- <laughs> there's never any readiness, but, um, yeah, I mean, things are, I think we're as prepared as we can be, you know, um, I've done all my nesting behavior and got my, go. uh, got the nursery done the other day. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I, we're, you know, we're excited, we're scared, we're nervous, but, um, mostly excited. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So for you, you know, for that fatherhood figure, um, is there somebody that you can kind of key down in your life, either your dad, grandparent, a coach, something like that, that really you feel like defined what you feel like a father is? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a challenging question. You know, I don't, uh, I, I can't say that, that I look to my father as the epitome of, uh, of fatherhood. Um, probably learned a couple of things about what not to do, um, from him. The, uh, you know, as far as a, a, a true fatherhood, like mentor, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think I've seen some good examples along the way, but I don't know that I can point to one specific person, um, that I'd like to completely emulate or model. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, I taken, taken the best from other people I've run to run through along the way, I think is the best way to put it. Um, and make it an amalgamation of my own style, but I, I can't say I have a defining, um, father figure that I look to as a, as a role model. Yeah, no, definitely. I, you know, I, I, I grew up with a dad who, who was a physician and he was, he was in the generation of, I work all the time and, and then I'll get home. And he did, you know, he did his best obviously. And, and I love my dad. Um, I always like the joke that I'm, I'm a product of the Disney culture. So all the Disney movies growing up, I was like, I think I learned how to be a person through Disney movies, which maybe isn't always great. And so I well, it certainly helps with being a pediatrician though, right? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I probably got to check a look at my psyche and figure out where I went wrong though. Um, you know, as a, I guess as a first time parent, you know, when I meet with parents in the office and we do these get to know you visits or, you know, they have questions, concerns, things like that. What's your biggest fear as a, uh, you know, a soon to be dad or parent, I guess, what's that biggest concern you're kind of holding on to? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think we all think we're going to screw up our kids for whatever reason. You know, I think, um, especially being, being an ER doc and seeing some of the, some of the, uh, I don't know, less than desirable parenting styles that I've seen along the way. Um, I always are worried that we're going to break them or ruin them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest fear though is, you know, I, I grew up, um, in a one bedroom apartment in New York city that, you know, very, uh, very modestly. Um, and my wife also grew up like fairly low income as well. And so I think our biggest concern is trying to raise someone, um, in a two physician household that is privileged, but is not a brat. Right. Um, uh, I think that that really is my biggest fear is how do you, um, how do you give them everything you wish you had growing up, but not, uh, devalue hard work and, uh, and, and 
still instilled the same values you want instilled into them that you had. Um, that that's my biggest concern. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's, I think that's definitely a struggle for a lot of people. I, I feel like our age too, you know, you look at some of these toys coming back like Legos and those things that were around when we were kids. And I feel like they were on a lull for a little bit. And now everybody's got this nostalgic thing like, oh, I wish I had all these things. I'm going to get my kids these toys. I'm going to get my kids all this <laughs> stuff. So then I can play with them too. And, you know, I was, I was telling the author as well that, you know, we're, we're building a house, we're going to be moving in a few months. And I had to buy a storage unit to literally box up all the toys that have been in the basement that haven't been touched in I don't know how long. And it's just like you, you start to realize what you appreciate and what you don't appreciate. So yeah, I, I definitely say um, even with us with two kids, that's still a that's still a struggle, that balance of, you know, providing but not over overdoing and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. That's and you know, we're fortunate up up here, uh you know the real estate prices are low your money goes a long way we have a you know we have a beautiful house a big yard we got a pool you know it's it, this would have been paradise to me as a child so yeah. um not not taking all that for granted and realizing that you know mom and dad worked really hard uh to get to where they are i think uh, i think that'll always be kind of the in the back of my mind yeah definitely do you feel like um things like money and those kind of things were something that you talked about with your parents growing up or was that ever a topic that you guys discussed I think money was an issue of contention growing up, uh, always since we really never had enough. Um, and you know, my mother, like bless her heart, always wanted to, to give like, you know, of course wanted to give me as much as she could, even though we didn't have it. And, um, my father, you know, was more of the budgeting person. And I think quite frankly, I grew up with a lot of distorted views about money, um, that I struggle with even now. Uh, and, and this, this, um, uh, I don't know, uh, this attitude of scarcity when it's, it's ridiculous objectively. Right. It, sometimes I get these things in the back of my mind, like, Oh, I could get that a dollar cheaper on Amazon, you know, like, but, <laughs> yep. um, that, that's, um, objectively that's a ridiculous thing and, and something I've very much improved over the last few years. Uh, but it took some time to notice that those views were there. Um, uh, I think it doesn't help when you're a broke med student and a broke resident, uh, with a, you know, half a million dollars at student debt either. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, when you, you know, when you're making attending salary and you're doing well and you live in a beautiful house and you got nice things, uh, you know, the, uh, spending five bucks here and there shouldn't make a difference. So I think, uh, I, you know, I hope to instill in, in my children, um, you know, of course the value of money, but without fearing money and, and fearing lack of money. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like, um, in terms of, you know, being new parents, you and your wife, what kind of conversations have you guys had? Do you feel like you're both kind of on the same page with your parenting styles and how to do things? Or, or do you feel like that, um, you, you foresee maybe some, some conflict in the future with how maybe you might handle certain situations? No, I think, you know, I think, uh, we joke about that. She, she's probably, she's probably more of the disciplinarian and, and I'd be more of the, you know, cool guy to go to but um no i think we we you know we've talked about it a few times you know what we liked and didn't like about our own parents parenting styles um and and i think we're, we're pretty much on the same page you know the uh they're not gonna pull the uh, good cop bad cop routine on us if they uh, if we can do anything about it um but i think we're um you know it's it's to the best of our ability, it's going to be parenting from a, uh, a place of mutual respect and discussion. Um, Whereas, you know, we don't want any, we don't want any, you know, raised voices in the house and, and stuff like that, that, 
that some of us grew up with. But uh, you know, I think we're we're pretty we're pretty much on the same page and uh, fortunate to to have a, a relationship where we could talk about things that that really bother us. And uh, I think we'll be we'll be good as the challenges come up as they will. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I, th- I think that's always the big thing is is being on the same page. You know, I've I've definitely met with new parents um, who definitely I think had different expectations prior to baby coming, and then baby's there, and now it's the you're kind of playing catch up. So it's it's really important having those conversations beforehand. I know my wife and I we were we were definitely raised in very different households. She had a very strict household, and I had a very um, no rules, just kind of do your own thing kind of household. And so it's with our kids, it's been it's been it's definitely a learning challenge with that. So. So, yeah. Um, you know, what's, I guess if you were talking to another dad or another, you know, prospective dad coming up and they asked you, Hey, have you heard or read anything, um, that you didn't know about before? Is there one thing specifically that, um, you have found to be helpful to you in preparation of being a dad? Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess looking at it, looking at the trimesters, right? Like I think for the first trimester when, you know, I read some, I can't remember what book I read it in, but I uh, can't think of it. But anyway, I was reading a book about how, um, you know, since women actually have a baby like growing inside them, they're always like connected to the reality of the pregnancy. Whereas fathers sometimes have a more difficult time, like accepting the reality of it until, uh, you know, even see, like seeing her body change and seeing like ultrasound pictures, it's not like you know, it could still be some, you know, it's not necessarily real until the kid comes out. And I don't think it's that uh, that far to that side. But I think sometimes um, it's difficult for us to be as supportive as we can be for our wives or girlfriends or whatever, um, because it's difficult for for us to accept, you know, the, the inevitable reality. Um, I think in the first trimester, I was not expecting how like exhausted she would be. Like, yeah. you know, you hear about like, like morning sickness and like, you know, food aversions and things like that. And w- luckily she really didn't have any, any morning sickness. Um, but like the utter inability to like do like get out of bed sometimes, I think took us both by surprise. Um, cause it, I don't know, I just don't, I don't know that people talk about that that much. Um, and then, uh, you know, heading into the, heading into the second, third trimester, I think, uh, we are a little bit more prepared as far as like, you know, eventually you're just going to be really uncomfortable and, you know, all the things that come with it. Um, but, uh, I think as far as like the early, the early trimester, I thought was a little, uh, that, that was, we were like, and then every, every, um, every parent we talked to, they're like, Oh yeah, I was really overwhelmingly exhausted. It was like, why didn't anybody tell us that? <laughs> you know, like, um, it's, uh, so that, that's one thing. Um, and then this whole concept of the fourth trimester, I think, um, uh, is, is interesting and not really talked about that much either. Cause you think like you're done with pregnancy and then you're done, then you just have a baby to deal with, but there's really a lot, um, that goes into, that first few months when the baby's out. So I think just educating myself, you know, even as a doctor, um, we don't, you know, I mean, you, you get plenty of experience with that, but, uh, so some of the other specialties certainly don't talk about the like birth and then a few first few months after birth more than, um, more than just like your basic science knowledge, which is certainly not enough to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. yep. and, you'll, and you'll learn quickly all the things you learned on your peds rotation really don't apply in real life when it comes to feeding and developmental milestones and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, those are nice, but they're, they're never going to fit, right? So Yeah, it's funny. The uh, I don't know. It's just made me think of it. But uh, when I was like a brand new intern in emergency medicine and we had um, we had peds interspersed every month uh, and when we I was on my 
like one of my first peds shifts and it was like a I don't know, a couple week old baby that came in. I don't remember why they were there. Um, and the fellow at the time was like, uh, all right, go, you know, check out that baby. And I was like, I have no idea how to examine a newborn. <laughs> like nobody taught me how <laughs> she like, uh, went in the room with me and like taught was talking to the mom. Be like, all right, now I'm feeling their head, but she was actually just teaching me how to do it yep. at the same time. Yep. <laughs> like, Indirect teach teaching stuff. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, I actually use that a lot with my, with my families in, in the office too, is, you know, I'll be talking to a kid and I'll realize either they're not doing something, you know, with eat, eating healthy or brushing their teeth or wh- whatever, even basic stuff that you mm. think, or at least that you think is basic, but maybe someone really never talked to the parents about it. And so, yeah, what I'll do is I'll, I'll teach the kid, but I'm indirectly trying to teach the parents too with that. So yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's always a good one good way to yeah that's it. a good like, move uh, yeah. i like that one yeah but you know it's yeah like but even you know being a pediatrician we, again we learn how to you know take care of our kids in terms of when they're sick or when something else is going on but no one ever teaches you how to deal with those long nights well that's not your residency does teach how to deal with long <laughs> nights i guess but it's a little different when it's your own kid crying versus you know the icu alarms going off every five seconds but sure sure yeah so it's definitely a learning process well any other i mean i guess thoughts that you have or um other fears or, or topics that you and your wife have talked about that, that you want to chat about or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I think we're, you know, we're certainly nervous about the beginning, you know, the beginning stages of everything. I know, um, like as far as like the hospital and delivery, that's uh, okay. But like, I think the first month or so after coming home, um, you know, you get advice from everyone and their mother, mm-hmm. but, uh, I think that's, that's still a concern, uh, as to how it's going to go. Cause you also hear all the horror stories, you know, I think, I also think my biggest fear, you know, I'm taking six weeks, um, off, uh, to, to be with her after, after the baby's born. I, you know, I'm worried about going back to work after that, and especially going back to night shifts, you know, because it's, she's, you know, she's taking 12 weeks off. I'm taking six. And then after that, well, my 50% of my shifts are nights and then she's got to be alone at night, you know? So that's, um, that's a concern of mine and we'll deal with it as we have to, but you know, I worry about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, again, I do a lot of things and I think I've been telling people that this is the year of no for me, uh, and (laughs) taking, uh, stop taking on any new client, (laughs) like not clients, but, uh, excuse me, stop taking on any new projects. Um, and any new opportunities. Cause it was always my whole life. I would never turn down an opportunity if it sounded interesting. Uh, but this, uh, this will have to be the year of no. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Totally understand that. Yeah. It's sometimes it's hard when they're like, you would do such a good job at this. You'd be great at this. And you're like, Ooh, I feel so special. And yeah, it's, it's hard to say no, but well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking your time out to talk with me and, and get a, you know, kind of your perspective on preparing to be a dad. Do you mind if we catch up with you in a few months and, and see if anything has shifted provided your eyes are still open and you're not sleeping during that time? Well, fair enough. You know, I'll try to wake up in between and yeah. <laughs> mutter some words, but yeah, I think that would be great. That'd be interesting. Uh, very interesting. I think to see where we're at compared, compared to this show. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. This has been the Imperfect Dad MD podcast, and I'd just like to thank um, Dr. Tizer again for you know coming on the show, talking about his fears, his expectations, his really his life experiences on what he expects to be as a dad. And I'm really excited to see where he's at when we catch up with him in a few months. So again, if you like these um, episodes, if you like what you're getting out of this podcast, leave a re- review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. You know, the more people we can help, the better. Otherwise, we'll catch you on the other side. Embrace your imperfections, and we'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, 
is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.